peoples of the worldwide federated internet what's good So I went through all this trouble. I recorded this episode yesterday and ran into some snafus. Really, operator error. My I have a power strip right under my feet where my computer is plugged into and, you know, a few other things, some lights I got. And I hit it. It was right after I got done recording. So I turned my computer off abruptly. My video file was corrupted. I went through the trouble of trying to figure out how to fix a corrupted video file. It was the proper size, so I know all the information was there. And there are some things online, some other methods and ways to do it. It was kind of involved. Not that I couldn't do it, but I was like, you know what? I'm I'm just going to call this one a loss. Maybe for whatever reason. Uh uploading this video last night just wasn't in the cards i don't know why i am not god i'm not in control but i just you know relegated to the fact that hey i'll just do this again tomorrow video production even what i'm doing is small right video and audio production i have a newfound respect for people who do this for a living i have a very small show um, the production doesn't take much, but it does take a, just a little bit of effort and I'm a one man show. And I don't, I'll be honest with you. I don't mind being a one man show. I know this is so biblically unrelated right now. I don't mind being a one man show. I don't mind doing a lot of these things myself. I actually enjoy it. I enjoy the effort that goes into putting out a show a day. Now I know uh, for the past uh, four days, I want to say there's two days I skipped, you know, just things happen, unforeseen things happen, but I don't mind doing it. But there's definitely more that goes into this than I realize. And I can't even imagine the bigger budget shows with some crazy edits. That takes a lot. Anyway, with all that said, let's get back to the book of Genesis and we're picking up in Genesis chapter 11. Let's get into this. Genesis chapter 11, verse one, and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. You know, it seems as though ever since this time in the book of Genesis, that mankind has been on a conquest to get back to this point. Mankind, the relationship of mankind to God is very similar to the relationship of a parent and a child in this regard. When children are young, really young, I'm talking about one, two, three there are things that they want to do that will hurt them. And 
you'll wind up trying to keep them away from certain things and trying to pull them back. But they're convinced on doing this thing and hurting themselves. Prime example, my youngest daughter, we visited some friends in Kansas. This was years ago. She was still in a walker. They had a basement. My youngest daughter went down the stairs of that basement in that walker twice. Thanks be to God, she did not get hurt. But it's like, man, I'm I'm keeping you from this because this is going to hurt you and you keep going back over here. In that regard, mankind has been on a constant quest to get back together into a a one world, one language, one government system. And I believe I'll be able to show from these passages of scripture, God separated peoples and languages uh, or separated peoples by languages, uh, borders and distances for our own good. And we are continually trying to get back to this point. Many people mix up the oneness and the unity of the body of Christ with the the attempted unity of nations. That is not the same. People who are saved, people who are born again, have something very specific. The spirit of God that makes all the difference in verse two, and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. Now, most scholars um, say that the land of Shinar is what we currently presently know as Babylon. Um, that word Shinar means country of two rivers. And if you look at um, ancient Babylon, which is southwest of Baghdad, if I'm not mistaken, it is right along the Tigris and the Euphrates uh, rivers. As a matter of fact, the Ishtar Gate, which I'm pretty sure Saddam Hussein had many of the gates uh, um, rebuilt or refinished. I think he did some upkeep on them. I, I could be mistaken about that, but the Ishtar Gate sits at the it sits by the Euphrates river verse three. And they said one to another, go, go to let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. Something, something that is showed here that I think is innately in everyone and I hesitate to say that term because people use that that term loosely. Um, but this is something that I believe is in us because we were created in God's image, in God's likeness. God is the creator. And I believe in mankind, in human, is the desire to create. Now, that desire to create can be used in a good way and or a bad way. But nonetheless, that desire to create, I believe, is innately in mankind. And to varying degrees, people have the ability um, of creation, of being creative. I know there's many people that say, ah, I'm not creative. I can't do anything. I beg to differ. I think to some degree, everyone has that in them. Now, where that where that character trait shines might be different in different people. 
verse 4. Um, and they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Now, the Bible doesn't explicitly say this right here, but I do believe Nimrod headed this whole operation. Remember, the Bible says Nimrod was a great hunter before the Lord because it was said Nimrod, the great hunter before the Lord. He would. This is a, a man that was lifted up, that was glorified amongst the earth. His name and his fame spread abroad. So I believe he I believe he spearheaded this operation and and not something I would argue. But, you know, that's just thought, just a thought. Verse five, and the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. Something you need to understand. The God, the most high God of heaven and earth, the God of the Bible is not an absentee God. There's many religions. There's many beliefs. The thing that separates the belief in the most high God of heaven and earth. The difference, what, what separates the true and living God of the Bible from other beliefs is God is very involved in his creation. God is not absentee. And if you, if you read, if you read through the old Testament and you actually pay attention to things like this, things that seem so small, right? This seems inconspicuous. Like, why is this verse there? Why does it matter? What we see is we see a God who is involved in what goes on in the lives of his creation. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Now remember, before the flood, the Bible says that the imaginations of the hearts of men were evil continually. What happens when you get a bunch of evil people together in a league? You get exponentially more evil. Throughout history, when evil men got together, good things did not happen. That, that did not result in good. Right. And the Bible says the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked above all all things who can know it that's that applies to everyone so now imagine everyone with all of these wicked imaginations are now in lockstep in league together there's a bunch of wickedness getting ready to come that word restrain there in verse six means to hold back to check to hold from action proceeding or advancing either by physical or moral force or by the by an interposing obstacle 
God was restraining or getting or getting ready to restrain the people. And here's how it was done. Go to. Let us go down and there can found their language that they may not understand one another's speech. That word confound means to mingle and blend different things so that their forms or natures cannot be distinguished. So he was going to confound the language, the languages, make them different, not distinguishable. In verse eight, he goes on further. Not only am I going to confound their languages, I'm going to, I'm going to shake up the way you communicate. You won't be able to all communicate as one. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build a city. Now, I don't know exactly how he separated the people. I don't have those details. Maybe the earth was one landmass and he separated the landmasses at this point. That's a possibility. I don't know. Again, we are not given those details. Nonetheless, God not only confounded language, but separated people as far as distance is concerned. He scattered people abroad. Verse nine, therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did confound the language of all the earth. And from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. That word Babel means confusion by mixing. This right here, these passages of scripture, these ideas carried across in these passage, passages of scripture and what God did is why I do not and will not support a one world system of any kind. I am not in support of that. Now, I understand uh, God's plan will be worked out. The earth is moving and, and uh, history is moving in the direction that God has set it out to move and that won't be stopped. I understand um, that that things won't always continue as they are and things will come to an end. But seeing what God did here, I get insight into the way God intends for things to be carried out. And how God set forth for things to run planet wide. And it wasn't for there to be this one world, all get together, one system. God separated peoples by distance and language right here. Changed everything. But again, mankind is on a constant journey to try to undo what God did here in the book of Genesis. Who do you think is behind that? You see, I always say there are two things happening there or there are always two things going on. God is always working. God's work is being done. 
And the devil, the wicked one, is always working against God's work. Now, God has all power, so his his plan and his work will not be stopped. But the devil is always working against God's work. And throughout history, there's always been this effort to get everybody together in a one world conglomerate, kumbaya, And there's people who believe, yes, this is the way God wants it to be. No, absolutely not. That's not what was done in the book of Genesis chapter 11. He separated everyone by distance and language. God did it. There's a reason. But man is always, always trying to go the opposite direction. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.